in a land beyond the rainbow. Emerald City needs all the heart and courage it can get right now. Got your back, straw man. You can count on us. Run? That's the plan? The Emerald City faces its greatest challenge. Don't mess with the jester. <laughs> and there's only one person who can save the enchanted world. Dorothy. Dorothy. Dorothy Gale? I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> this May. I can't believe it, Toto. We're really back in Oz. Return to Oz for a journey beyond imagination with a new team of heroes <gasps> you will never forget. <gasps> Are you okay? I do have a large piece of bark lodged in my... <gasps> Sorry, I'm giving you too much information. Experience the magic. Lion, lion, coming through! Believe in the dream. There will always be a rainbow when you need one most. Live. The Adventure. Ready the candy pulse. Come balls loaded, sir. Legends of Oz. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I am your host, Scott White. And once again, my good friend, Will Fordyce, is here with me. Top of Say the, hello, Will. Top of the morning to you. Hello, hello. Top of the morning to you. It's actually, <laughs> yes, it is St. Patrick's Day weekend. Because Green mm-hmm. plays... A role in the movie that we watched. Mm-hmm. We are watching Legends of Oz: Dorothy's Return, and a 2013 animated movie. And I I went into this and I was like, you know what? There's there's all the the talk of like how you know unentertaining this is, and so I but I went in and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with a fresh slate and I'm gonna try to make this work. So I have some good notes, but like in my opinion, the movie starts off like with potential and slowly declines to just why was this a thing? And in fact, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I don't know why this was a thing. It didn't need to be a thing. No, not at all. And to top it off, I looked up the numbers and it was a $70 million thing. Yes. And it made $20 million worldwide. Worldwide. It's like, uh, and this isn't one of those movies that's going to like be a sleeper and kind of the DVD sells or it's going to be a classic or a cult thing that picks up. It is rough as it progresses. You know The Wizard of Oz, the original movie based on the books. Mm-hmm. This is a sequel to the movie. We've had throughout the years, we know we had cartoons based on The Wizard of Oz in the books, but this is a direct sequel to the original movie. And it's it's loaded this is one of those movies where it's just loaded with talent. Dan yeah. Aykroyd, Kelsey mm-hmm. Grammer, Jim Belushi, Patrick Stewart, Martin Short, Oliver Platt, Bernadette Peters. And all these people. Going even deeper is I got excited because they had the voices from Nickelodeon that did Invader Zim and SpongeBob. So like getting even further down in the cast, it's like, you know, these are these aren't like light like you're saying. This this these are huge people. Even down to the like lower characters, it's it's still higher up in the community. Yes, Tom Kenny who does SpongeBob, he's a voice on here. The lead actress who played Dorothy is Leah Michelle. I don't know who that is. Apparently she's a singer. She was a singer back then, a young singer, but I have no idea who she was. Brian Adams did the music. It and the, that was the, some of my the music, first. I should say that was my first note. Is the score when it when the first intro and the credits are rolling? Like the score set a great tone. Like it started off, and I was like, "That's that's where I got hopeful." Was the music kicked in, and I was like, 
okay, they, they, they're not playing around with this. This is some, you know, they put some work into it. No, no, they put some work. I mean, the, the animation for the time, this is good animation. It's The animation looks good. What is the term? Lipstick on a pig? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it looks beautiful. It's Paul. It's nice, uh, and you know the. But it just it falls very short of you know anything, especially coming off something like the Wizard of Oz, like you're saying is like that's you know that's a lot of people growing up. Wizard of Oz is a great you know film. Oh yeah, Wizard of Oz. It's usually in the top ten greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. That that movie falls in that category, and it so. deserves to be in that category. <laughs> well, the, I guess we'll just get into this. Ugh, let's get this over with. <laughs> well, I've realized this is the third animated movie I've done. We've done Yogi Bear and Ants and and this, and it was all done. I this it was not done on purpose. We start with the Tin Man, the Tin Man who's played by Kelsey Grammer. The lion who's played by Jim Belushi and the scarecrow, the scarecrow, scarecrow who's played by Dan Aykroyd, and they're walking down. There's a a, a crisis in mm-hmm. Oz. We don't know what it is at this point, but there's a crisis in Oz, and for some reason, Dorothy is the only person who can help. They need to bring her back to Oz. Thank you both for coming. Emerald City needs all the heart and courage it can get right now. Got your back, straw man. You can count on us. No, you can count now, can you? Ah, oh boy. Sounds like somebody needs an oil change. What'd you do? Forget to prime your pump? Oh, very brave. You know, I think that crown has gone to your head. Can it, Rust Bucket? Oh, how dare you? Oh, I'll show you how. Come on, Funnelhead, let's go. Clang, clang, clang. Anybody in here? Oh, yeah. That just happened. Break it up, you two knuckleheads. We're in a grave situation here. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I, I guess we're all a little on edge, huh? Copy that. But with all of Oz at risk, I need you two to stand guard while I try to contact Dorothy. Whoa, 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 whoa! Contact Dorothy? How? I'm a genius, remember? But she's probably forgotten all about us by now. Whoa, yeah. It's been a long time. For us, my friends, yes. But time in Oz passes differently than in her world. It's been years since she destroyed the Wicked Witches. But to her, it's going to seem like only yesterday. Well, let's hope she got a good night's sleep. Now, you two keep an eye on that broomstick while I... Oh, too late. Secure the chamber. We've got to get through to Dorothy. And they were saying that um, time passes in this dimension other than, uh, differently than it does on Earth. So, you know, all this time has passed, but it's only been like a day. She just got back to Kansas and they're like, well, come on back. (laughs) Right. So we go back. So this movie retcons the ending of the original classic 1938, (laughs) where at the end of that movie, it's like, and you were there and you were there and you were there. And and in this movie, she just wakes up with a hole in her roof. She ignores everything that happened in Oz. She wakes up and she goes out and she finds her aunt and her uncle Mm -hmm. and they're surveying the damage of the of the tornado yeah, and it's it, it's like it's never mentioned. You know, she never brings up that I was in Oz <laughs> all, all this time. Yeah, but what I mean, so that they would have put her in a loony bin. So that means they, I get, but that means this movie, her portion would have taken place in 1938 mm-hmm. because that's 
when the original movie was shot, and it was shot in real time. Yep. And this doesn't look anything. I mean, it's animation, but it doesn't. It does not look anything like 1938. No, they didn't. They weren't period uh, appropriate. They just they just threw stuff in. No. But I will say, going back at the the initial thing establishing, um, I felt that the the rapport between the characters, the voice acting between Dan Aykroyd, uh, Jim Belushi, and I'm sorry, who's the Tin Man again? Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Um, they they played well off each other. I was when I heard Dan Aykroyd, I got excited because he was, you know, he's a good scarecrow, and everybody was, you know, the voice acting. They sounded like you know they were getting into character, and you know they weren't. They were having fun with it. Well, Kelsey Grammer won a Golden Raspberry Award for his performance as the Tin Man. (laughs) Do you know how bad you have to be? You're playing the Tin Man in a cartoon movie. That's almost impossible to fuck up. And they gave him a Golden Raspberry for that. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. And by the way, the movie opens up on this on the green city and it says emerald city everybody knows that's emerald city okay <laughs> even if you've never seen wizard of oz in your life that's emerald city and then when they cut to kansas it's like everybody knows it's kansas scott <laughs> you I don't need, you need to, the label scott you I don't need... need to label the emerald city of kansas <laughs> we don't this we just starting the podcast off we don't need you to it's uh you take a deep breath We'll get through this. <laughs> but you're right. Like, what are we doing? If this is like, it's the Wizard of Oz. You're not joking. Yes! This is like ubiquitous for, what is it? Like, I don't know, 100 years or so? 1938. So, well, yeah. I, We're coming up on it. Yeah. Not too far away. So, uh, yeah. But, I guess, what? Uh, yeah. Uh, 82 years old. Uh, 82 or 84. <laughs> I'm not really good at math, but it's, yeah, it's, it's over 80 years old. This movie. <laughs> at, at that, well, it wouldn't have been at that time, 2013, it would have been 70 or whatever. So, oh, but gotcha. what, yeah. At that point, it would have been 70 years old. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so Dorothy, she wakes up, like you were saying, and she is, and the one thing that really just got me down was, and maybe my nostalgia for the original is, but this, the songs in this uh, video, let's say, um, they don't, they don't really add to anything. They're like, they're just hollow songs, most of them. Um, and she's, Dorothy's walking around and singing how, you know, everything's just, you know, look at her town and how everything's destroyed and she's assessing damage and kind of sad. Um, but you know, that, what was the first, I mean, the first song in the original was somewhere over the rainbow. It set a tone. Martin Short shows up as a surveyor, and what he's doing is he's buying up this town this that's just been ravaged by the tornado. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this right now, Martin Short is the best part of this movie. Yep. H- hands down. He makes it, I don't want to say worthwhile, but he makes it watchable. <laughs> Just about, just about. Like there's some, there's some scenes, and the the seventy million dollars didn't go fully to waste. I'll say that. So Martin Short shows up as a surveyor, and he says, "I'll buy your house for the." He's 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 just a jerk, and mm-hmm. and the aunt and the uncle are like Dorothy. We have to. We got to sell. We can't rebuild. And she's you know throwing a. Oh, what are you talking about? We can fix it. Yes, and a totally. 
If you look at it, everything is destroyed. Well, we go back to Oz. Martin Short plays two characters in this movie. He plays the, you know, insurance adjuster in on Earth. But in Oz, he's the gesture who was the Wicked Witch of the West's brother. Yeah. <laughs> and now he is... He's the imminent danger in Oz. He's the reason that the three of them are calling Dorothy back to Oz. He has stolen the broomstick mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, now, I'll say this. They you know, they kept the lore of the first movie, the broomstick, which was... They, they bring that back. The jester being the brother of the original Wicked Witch of the, Wicked Witch of the West. So they did keep some tenuous connections to the original movie they did that okay Mm -hmm. what the jester has been doing is capturing all the people all the important people in oz and turning them into marionettes yeah he has a he has a crystal ball orb and with the power combined of the broom he can yeah turn them into these literal puppets where he can you know make them you know uh, under his control Right, because we see he has captured Glenda, mm-hmm. the good witch. He turns her into a puppet. And word gets back to the jester that Dorothy, that the that the Tin Man and Scarecrow and Lion are trying to summon Dorothy back to Oz, and he has to stop this. So he sends his flying monkeys to capture the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and the Lion. But before they do that, the scarecrow, who is now a genius, <laughs> so they have what they have progressed. How they have shown progression in time in the movie is that the scarecrow not only now has a brain, he's a genius. And then the Tin Man, he's just all emotion all the time. Now that he has a heart, he just over emotes at everything. And then the cowardly lion is just the lion now because now he's a tough guy. But he's he's also I think like you're saying he's he's a little overly confident and tough and almost to the point of arrogance. The the genius scarecrow, like you were saying, he figured out a way to have a rainbow uh, like portal Dorothy. So while Dorothy's walking uh, around her town assessing the damage, she gets to a field and this giant rainbow she sees across the field just starts like chasing her and like sucking her into a vortex. So the Scarecrow has devised some machine to, like, teleport her, essentially. Back to Oz, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she gets back to Oz, but she doesn't land at the castle. She lands in the middle of nowhere. Toto is with her as well, just to keep that going. Toto has come with her as well. (laughs) She lands, and she has to get to Oz to get the message that that the Scarecrow has left for her. And, and now we just and from this we get a rehash of the original Wizard of Oz, where she is going to Oz and she just picks people up along the way. Yeah, the I mean the yeah the formula is pretty much the same. Uh, just uh, the but the thing is is she gets to Oz and the first thing she says is I don't know how to get to the Emerald City and it's like what was the thing you did the first time. What the the whole you know? There's a, a huge song. Follow the yellow brick road, and it's only been a day for her, so she's already, I guess, forgotten how to follow the yellow brick road. So while this happens, Martin Short has sent his flying monkeys, and the flying monkeys have captured 
the Scarecrow and the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion. And and so and they're basically sidelined for a good portion of this movie. Mm-hmm. And my thinking is, okay, if you're going to do a sequel to The Wizard of Oz, I think people would, would want to see the original. What they've done is they've they, they've sidelined the three major one of the three major characters from the movie, first movie and have started introducing new characters. I would have rather seen another adventure with those three now with their new their new powers, if you will, yeah. and Dorothy, but they're sidelined, and we're just we we we're introduced to these new characters for some reason. <laughs> and it's um, it's and, just like I don't, and these characters, yeah, they just they don't like the first person she meets is the owl, and he's just like an over talkative, like you know, uh, just bumbling. He's wiser is his name, but he doesn't have wisdom. And, and he's fat. One of his character, you know, what one, one of his big characters is he's fat. That's it. He's just fat. He's a fat owl. And the needs of these characters, like the, they, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, when she met the scarecrow, he needed a brain or he wanted a brain. When he she met the Tin Man, the heart, the cur, the lion, courage. But these characters, they. They don't really establish what they want. They're just they just happen to be along for her journey. Because she meets Wiser, and for some reason she and Wiser's gonna come with her to Emerald City. And then they have to go through Candyland. Mm-hmm. I know a shortcut. And then yeah, they go through um And Wiser's like, yeah, look at these signs, and the signs are supposed to say, Don't eat the candy. Yeah. But the jester now knows, the jester now knows that Dorothy is in Oz, so he's trying to kill her. And he <laughs> changes all the signs to eat all the candy you want. Knowing yeah. that if they eat the candy, they will they will be captured and put to death by the candy people. And and here's a song, and, and they start rummaging through the forest, and it's this just musical number about, like, eating candy. In the original... And maybe I shouldn't compare the original to this, but in the original, they were setting up needs and establishing reasons why they wanted to go. And this one, they're in Candyland, and let's eat all the candy. And those are the songs in this movie. Like, Here's the way I feel. If you're going to make a sequel to The Wizard of Oz, then you're going to be compared to The Wizard of Oz. Okay, so good that's, point. That's your own making. It's like, if you're going to tackle this, then everybody has every right Okay. <laughs> to compare well said. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so there's there's much lacking. So they, I mean, they go through, they sing, they're eating, they're going through. I guess it's reminiscent of the poppy field, uh, where she's, you know, she's going through and like, you know, it's a happy little time. But you know, they pass out, and then the army of the Candyland, uh, they they, I guess, pull up on her, and they're like, "You're under arrest for eating all the candy." She's like, but the sign said I could eat the candy. And they're like, we will hear nothing of it. To the judge. Right. And it's, what is it? Marsh, Marshmallow, uh, Marshmallow Soldier. Yeah. yeah. And I can't think of his name. It's uh, neither. Uh, none I of just, these characters. Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Marshmallow Man. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic that there is a Marshmallow Man in a movie with Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> oh. Ooh, very well played, sir. I didn't connect those dots until you said it. 
<laughs> so now they're working together. Yes, yeah, so he is a soldier. This Marshmallow Man is the head soldier for the gumdrop judge. They take everybody in front of the judge, and the judge puts them to death for eating. But then it finds out that her name, it's its Dorothy. Dorothy Gale. Okay, I'll, I'll give this movie this credit. I had no idea Dorothy's last, I, I'm sure it was mentioned, but I had no idea Dorothy's last name was Dorothy Gale. And in this movie, like 15 times, they go, it's Dorothy Gale. It's Dorothy Gale. So now I know Dorothy's last name is Gale, even though I probably <laughs> should have known it after watching the first movie. <laughs> well, we okay. If nothing else, we learned something from this film. So Dorothy has this legend, because once again, it's been years since she's been there, even though it's been a day for her. So throughout the years, I'm sure her legend has grown. And this is Dorothy Gale. So they let her go. And I can't, and I, I honestly, and they're going to Emerald City and the Marshmallow Soldier's going with them. And I well, honestly don't know why he's going. I have honestly forgotten. I watched this movie yesterday and I've, <laughs> I've honestly forgotten the reason he needs to go with them. Uh, going back a little bit, I did like the, it was a dumb joke, but it was like, the judge was like, uh, jury, what do you say? Uh, jury of your peeps instead of jury of your peers. Um, yeah. But the their lawyer um, the, the peeps, what say you peeps? And they all go beep, 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 beep. And then the Dorothy says, what are they saying? And then he just, he's like, you can't hear them. They're saying beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I thought that was a dumb, like fun little thing. Um, but didn't they go, isn't it? Yeah. It's very vague where he's, I guess I assume he's going to not protect her, but make sure she gets to Oz. But it's, I don't think you're, I think you're right where it wasn't, there's not, He's just going. He's just like, okay, well, here's another team member. Let's go. Right, and then they get the the uh, the, tea, the China, Great uh, not China. not 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 China, uh, but China. <laughs> it's castles uh, it, of actual China. The the you know the plate the, the plates China. Por- it's a king. It's and... a king. Porcelain. It's a kingdom of porcelain China. And they want to get through. They want to take a shortcut. If they take that shortcut. That will help them get to the Emerald City quicker. They could go around, but it would take a couple of days. And they're they're locked out of the Great Wall of China. And to get in, they are talking to a guard. And the guard, I think, mentions, like, nobody's getting in except the suitors that want to marry the princess. And Dorothy looks around and goes, Marshmallow wants to marry the princess. He's a suitor. And they let them into the city of porcelain in China. Right, it's basically a retelling of when they want to get. Nobody sees the wizard. Not nobody. Not no one. It's 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 a poor version of that right here. So, the poor man. And by eyes. the way, where the fuck is the wizard? Yeah. I know he. I know he blew away at the end of uh, you know, but you can't, you can't bring him back. It's like the wizard. That's a good point. Instead of bringing back the all powerful wizard. They, well, they found out he wasn't all-powerful, and maybe it was just trickery. So maybe that's why they were like, you know what? The best we got is this Kansas girl. They go in, and then the the the, the teacup princess, you know, she's this little porcelain doll, and she's seeing all her suitors, and then Marshmallow Soldier, you know, he's bumbling and fumbling, and she starts making fun of him, and then he starts singing. So apparently the guy who voiced this was a singer as well. I think that might have been... Uh, I don't know who the hell it was. Yeah. Anyway, I mean the Marshmallow. It doesn't man. matter. Marshmallow. They had man. some start- uh, going going back to it. They had really great voice work. 
you know, even Martin Short and like, well, not, but you know, he's he's a known singer. He does Broadway yeah. and stuff, and the, it there were some good points to it, but it just it was a hollow shell of a story that where it failed. After he finishes the song, the the jester starts an earthquake in porcelain China Land, trying <laughs> to get Dorothy. Dorothy. Afterwards, the princess, the teacup princess, says, "Well, I'm going to go to Oz with you." the Emerald City, to confront the jester because I need to do this for my people. I'm like, okay, I guess if that's a good enough reason for anything, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to be a good leader, you're going to go there. I if I myself would not have, it's not like here in the States, it's not like Biden is going over to fight wars. He's going to send somebody. <laughs> but, yeah. But she herself has gone on this adventure to for her people. Noble cause. Okay, he can't. I, I'm not going to falter for that. Because she sees so, all the destruction, and she sees all so, the destruction, and she and puts like, two okay. and two together. So she's like, the reason my kingdom came under is like the jester's after you, Dorothy. But I'll yeah, I'll go and confront the jester with you because yeah. there was almost yeah that terror of like, you know, it's you, it's your fault. But I'll join you. <laughs> so and we cut back to the jester in his castle. Um, and, I, and again, going back to it, a positive note, they had fun with the jester. Every time you see him, I think the witch originally cursed him with, he can't take off his jester costume. Oh, Glinda! Sweet Glinda! Ah, the jester. I am so thrilled to have you as my guest. I'm captivated. Isn't it wonderful when two great powers as you and I meet face to face, <laughs> peer to peer, toe oh. to toe? My, but you're silly. Silly? By silly, surely you mean diabolical. <laughs> no? <laughs> you're laughing. It's a costume, isn't it? I know, I know. Hard to take me seriously. It's my curse. Literally. I can't take this off ever. So that, you know, there's a lot of visual, like, changes and stuff. And then this one, when we cut back to him, he's on a unicycle. And he's, like, going down the steps and traveling around. And he's he's always doing something. He's a fun character. The movie looks good. That mm-hmm. I, Like I said, no problem with how the movie looks. It's just what they, what they animated is just terrible because when you come right down to it this movie is boring this is yep. a boring movie and i don't know <laughs> how you make an animated movie about going back to oz boring but they have here it's animation it's 70 million dollars you can do anything on screen basically and they just yeah. made this a boring ass movie <laughs> And and they, like you said, they rehashed the original, but just like it, they were just filled in. Instead of a scarecrow, it's a marshmallow man. Instead of a oh an owl, instead of a tin man, it's a marshmallow man. They just erased, you know, and crossed stuff out and put in new things. The jester has scarecrow, tin man, lion captured back at his place. Mm-hmm. So the scarecrow <clears throat> is on a giant wheel, and he's surrounded by fire. Got that. Fire Scarecrow. The Tin Man is submerged in a tank of water. Got that. Submerged yep. in water. Mm-hmm. He's rusting. 
The lion is in a cage. Yep. Which I understand, but it makes it look like all of his, you know, like his power is gone. <laughs> he just gets no sleepy. Reason. He just gets sleepy because he's in a cage. Uh. They couldn't even come up with something creative on how to, because technically, I get it, the lion is a living thing. Those mm-hmm. other two are inanimate objects that have come to life. The lion is a, a, a living creature. They didn't really want to put that into a kid's movie. And another thing that bothers me, and this basically is a children's movie, because <sighs> remember we were talking about the, the last podcast we did together was about the TV show Ghostbusters from 75. And yeah, we talked about ex- how that was a kid show, but it had yeah. adult references in it. There's no adult yes. references in this movie. This movie this is, is like totally a, for kids. When I was watching this about uh, to a certain point, I got and I was like, this is like a one of those toddler movies you throw on where it's like there's no substance to it, but it's visually appealing. Except for visually some of the, stimulating uh, to the kids. Yeah, I'll get a little bit later that when the sometimes they pulled some. I'll get to it, but. One of the gesture scenes, they were like, if this movie is for that age group, like, I can't imagine, man, being in that age group and seeing the jester, like, there was a horrific scene. But uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But what I hate is when people allow children's movies to be shitty by just saying, well, it's a kid's movie. That's no excuse for making a terrible movie. That's no... and, and And I don't think they made out... If, a, if your budget's $70 million, you did not set out just to slap a movie together to make some money for kids. This th- There was thought. There, I mean, all the actors. There was just tons and tons of prep put in this movie. And it just mm-hmm. it just came out terrible. Uh, but where were we? Oh, so now the porcelain princess is with them. And now, and now it's just uh, seen. Uh, you know, now they're trying to get to Oz. They're on the yellow brick road. They finally found it. Um, and they come to a place where the bridge is out. The yellow brick bridge has fallen. And yeah, they're in the forest and they start, they, it's reminiscent of the tree scene when Dorothy takes the apple off the tree. Um, but she's starting to break wood off of the trees and like, like she doesn't remember a day ago that the trees are alive. Honestly, for her, it's a day ago. She doesn't remember that the trees are alive. I mean, all trees are alive, but trees are... are, um, Sentient. What's the word? Sentient. Yes, the trees are sentient here in Oz. I don't know why I'm getting so mad about this goddamn uh, uh, children's movie from 10 years ago, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, she starts ripping them off, and again, the, the trees get justifiably pissed off and they're like what are you doing and then the trees remember her but for bad reasons and they start throwing apples at her until they reach this i guess clearing where there's this really old tree that's like i'll sacrifice myself so you can make a boat (laughs) and that's voiced by patrick stewart Mm -hmm. another another you know a well-known actor who has loaned his talents to this movie. <laughs> I'm sure with a budget of $70 million, loaning is a, a loose word. Well, <laughs> I'm sure they got paid very well. And yeah, and Patrick Stewart's like, you can turn me into a boat. I'm just taking up space here in the forest. And We're, then yeah. he uproots himself. You could have done that at any time. You could have <laughs> left at any time. If you could just uproot yourself at any moment. So. 
And and here's another. They bring in another song, and all these animal critters start helping them gut this tree and turn it into a boat. And it's just like we can work together. Oh, work with me, and I'll work with you. Is the through line? Just all these animals come up and they start, you know, disemboweling this tree as they're turning it into a boat. And it's another fucking pointless song that it's just like we're building a boat. We're building a boat. We're building a boat. And we're building a boat. And they build the boat. And they build a boat. Now they're sailing to Oz. Yeah. So they leave the yellow brick road and just get on the river. And they finally get to Oz. Well, no. What happens is Martin Short, as the jester, tricks them. And they go down the waterfall. Mm-hmm. And and the boat cracks up, and the porcelain princess she breaks into a bunch of pieces. So we think she's dead. Uh, isn't that do 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 do? Um, because we have they they get to the Emerald City and they find the message from the Scarecrow first. Is that right? Uh, the jester appears. Do do do. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah, you're right because the jester's in the the castle and they run to the boat. But this was the scary scene where like it's pure smoke and the jester's like it it's a horrific scene. It, they did it very well, but if you're a toddler age, it's like I would be, you know, that would make nightmares with what they did to that scene. Cuz Yes, the, you are right. The yeah, the way the movie goes is they sail, they get to Emerald City, they get the message that it's the jester, they have to stop the jester, they get the message from the scarecrow, and then the jester goes apocalyptic on their ass. Yeah. And they run back to the boat and then they start going down the river and they escape the flying monkeys. That's who they've sent after them. They've sent the fly, you know, the flying monkeys are after them. They've escaped into a cave that the river runs through. Mm-hmm. And but then the jester tricks them. That's right. You're right. To go down the waterfall. So that's where we're at in this. And they okay. go down the waterfall. The boat gets wrecked. The porcelain princess, she gets destroyed. We think she's dead. And then Dorothy's like, tells Wiser and the Marshmallow Soldier, you stay here. I'm going to tackle the wizard, uh, the jester by myself. Yeah. I'm doing it alone. Except she brings Toto. Who she's going to yeah, put exactly. in danger. Apparently she doesn't care about the dogs. <laughs> Not anymore. She cares it's about been a these, day. She cares about these strangers that she met 20 seconds ago. Uh, she, you know, I don't want you guys getting hurt, but my good pal Toto. Anyway. It's set up earlier in the movie that Wiser, even though he's an owl, he can't fly because he's too fat. That was set up earlier mm-hmm. in the movie. Dorothy splits up and it's this dark moment of like... You know, the the group is separating, um, and I don't know where the owl is during this, but the Marshmallow Man is singing how he's always loved the princess from the first well, moment no, no. they met. Well, no, no, so they're both, oh, no. yeah, it's both the owl and the Marshmallow Man. We're just going we're just gonna to call him the Marshmallow Man uh, from this book. <laughs> Stay puff. <laughs> Stay puff, Brati, Marshmallow Brati Man Brati goes, Stay why don't puff. you, yeah, if you want to do something, why don't you get help? And yeah. so Wiser... He flies. He yeah, he flaps his wings. He's like, I can fly. So he flies off to get help. So so that's, that's right. where the that's where the owl goes. So the owl has left to get help. Dorothy and Toto are on her are on the way to Emerald City to confront Jester. And the marshmallow man is putting the porcelain princess back together, using his marshmallow body as glue to glue her back together. That's romantic. That's that's just pure 
the height of the movie is now. This song, where the Marshmallow Man professes the love for this dead porcelain lady, using his own body to put her back together. I don't know. That's the epitome of love yes. to me. Well, not yeah. Now you're part of me, literally. Uh, <laughs> but once he glues her back together, she's alive. Because once again, you knew that's not going to be permanent. She's not dead for. Everybody knew that he she was going to get glued back together one way or another. The, I guess the because the there's the song of love to this guy, but Dorothy she's chiming in as she's walking down her path. Um, and a lot of the songs, they're really well performed, but they're bad songs. And this is another one where it's like, you know, I, I know the the Marshmallow Man's professing love, but it's like, you know, Dorothy singing of her tenacity and how she'll keep going and keep pressing forward. But it just, you know, it doesn't have the same heart as the original. But maybe it's just nostalgia for me. I'm sure that has, well, yeah, that it might be nostalgia for us and... And truth be told, a lot of the kids who might have been watching this movie might not have even seen the original Wizard of Oz. So all that stuff would not have mattered to them at all. So Dorothy finally gets to the Jester Castle. um, Yeah, it gets to Emerald City where the Jester's at. The puppet Glinda. Because the puppet... uh, He only gets one puppet out at this time. Well, the other puppets are singing songs a little bit later, but... Now let me ask you this, Will. Yeah. Did you notice that there was a Woody... Puppet I from Toy Story? No. Yes. One of the puppets, he has this gallery of all the people he's turned into puppets. One of the puppets is Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> now i got to rewatch this. For no reason. Uh, <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, it's not addressed. It's not, it, it, nothing happens. It's the main, all the puppets that he has, only Glinda's really the one that pops in and out of... You know, she's the main puppet focus, and the others are just ensemble. And honestly, so what... They brought Dorothy back to fight the Jester. What's the plan there? What's she going to do? (laughs) Because the Jester has this all-powerful orb that can pretty Mm -hmm. much do anything. Yep. And she is a girl from Kansas with no superpowers. Who accidentally <laughs> killed the witch? Didn't even mean to kill the witch in the first movie. Did it by oh, accident. I'm so sorry. And I will I'm so say sorry. this: I'm so sorry. And she apologized for killing the witch. But Martin Short does bring that back because there's a line in the movie, your best, where yeah, he challenges that... her or something, and she goes, "Would you like to use a bucket? I know that's your weapon of choice." So once again, <laughs> that was fun. Still referencing the first movie. I, okay, I'll give the movie that right there. So what happens is Dorothy sees her three friends, Tin Man, Lion, Scarecrow. The Jester is about to lay you know, lay him flat, and Toto and Toto bites a rope that is holding the curtain, and the curtain falls down on the Jester. Now, just to back up a little more, we forgot something. The Jester's head flying monkey didn't capture Dorothy the jester took his wings away. So now his head-flying monkey is unable to fly. The jester has been browbeating him through this entire and Very Yeah, cruel. I thought there was going to be, from the very beginning, I thought that there was going to be a huge monkey revolt and they were going to join Dorothy. But, yeah, I, I mean, it didn't pan out exactly the way that I did, but or that I thought, but it was, yeah, he's he's been picked on and beat and, like, 
you know, yelled at and blamed for all of the shortcomings that the jester had. The curtain falls on the jester. The monkey grabs the broom with the orb on it and runs away. So mm-hmm. the jester starts chasing the monkey with the broom. Dorothy releases the scarecrow, the tin man, and the lion. So now all four of them are chasing the jester who is chasing the monkey. So once again, we have a we have a we have a chase we have a chase 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 we have a double chase. Jester chasing the monkey. The four of them chasing the jester who's chasing the monkey. I will say there was one really like great animation moment during this chase when uh, I think Dorothy or the monkey gets out and is going up the tower and the jester comes out from he's like in a doorway but the, he has this ominous green light and they they put like the shading perfectly like there's a really good picture um, as he's like exiting the door and the light hits just right where the bells are like blocking the light and it it makes those little like um, like you know beams are shooting out so it's it's they did really, really well with some of the stuff, but just ah. <laughs> say it, I've, um, I've said it three times. I'll say it again. The movie looks great. Dorothy and the wizard get into a scuffle, and Dorothy falls, and of course, it's like okay, well, now that Wiz, uh, Wiser knows how to fly, he's going to come by. It, it, exactly what I thought was going to happen happened. Dorothy falls okay. from the top of a building in Emerald City. Wiser, Wiser grabs her, takes her to the ground, and Wiser has brought the troops. So they have converted mm-hmm. the boat. It's a tank now. And he has and, and Wiser has brought uh people from Candy City and people from Porcelain City. So he has brought mm-hmm. why these people could not have done this in the first place? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. There's no, everybody was kind of just chilling out, and there's yeah, there was no rally speech. It happened off screen. Yes, Weiser that might have been a good finally, scene where Wiser goes them. to get these people, and they're like they're scared of the jester, and he you know he has to. Has to but yep. no, they just show up. Marshmallow Man shows up with the porcelain. She's all glued back together, and just and there's a quote unquote epic battle, and but we don't see. And this is where we, uh, well, we do see the Scarecrow and the Lion and the Tin Man. They get into it now. They join in the scuffle. So we finally get to see them in action. Because up till now, we had one little action scene with them. But up till now, it was just them arguing and them being captured. So now we finally get to see mm-hmm. them do yep. some heroic stuff. They, there, there was one dumb, another dumb joke that I liked when it was uh, the scarecrow's kind of the one in command, and he's like, Tin Man, present arm," and he gets it and like sl- boomerangs uh, it to the jester, and that w- is what causes the because it knocks the orb out of the broom. So while this battle's happening with the monkeys, the epic battle, um, the jester is chasing and trying to get the orb connected so he's all powerful. Again. Yes, for some reason which is not explained. They have this orb. What? Where does this orb come from? Nobody knows. How did this orb become so powerful? Mm, Nobody yeah. <laughs> knows. All you know is that when the orb is attached yeah. <laughs> to the broom, it becomes an all-powerful staff. We, we know about the broom from the first movie. And once again, if nobody watched the first movie, if there's children watching the first movie, this movie relies on you knowing a lot from the first movie, which, for most people, are going to do this. But... Going back to this being a children's film, if children haven't seen the first movie, yep. they're not going to know where this broom came from. Now, we know it watching the movie. We 
know right. where the broom came from. But this orb, which is introduced in this movie, just comes out. It's an all-powerful orb. And that's all we know, and that's... We don't know where it comes from, where it got its power, <laughs> none of that. How the Jester got it in the first but place. But it can manipulate yes, reality. We, don't, we have no idea. If this existed, why did not why did not the witch use it in the original movie? None of these questions and and it's a children's <laughs> movie once again. But once again, you can't it's just lazy Oh, this is the MacGuffin, a magical orb from yeah. nowhere. <laughs> he just had it the whole time and never revolted and we never even knew he existed, but here he is with all, you know, he had this orb for everything. And I don't, and I don't understand what were they what was Dorothy supposed to do against the jester? I mean, she defeats the jester because that's just the way the movie's going to end. But what was the plan? Mm-hmm. What was the plan of how was Dorothy going to help everybody help anybody defeat this jester? Um, there, there's a lot of phrase, uh, there's a couple of times they note it, um, where Dorothy is just a little girl. I think it's mentioned at the very beginning, like, hey, you're just a little girl, you don't know anything. And then it's mentioned, like, a little bit, like, midway through the movie, it's just, she's just a girl, you know, this ominous Dorothy is coming back, but she's just a girl, what is she gonna do? Um, and I think actually the jester defeats himself, because he's his own undoing, because he summons with his all-powerful orb, a giant tornado, to chase Dorothy. Like, as this epic battle's happening, he summons a tornado, and it's like chasing Dorothy, but Dorothy is running up to go get him, so the tornado's coming towards them both. Stop! Well, aren't you a persistent little munchkin? The scepter's power is mine to wield. Dorothy Gale, your fate is sealed. Uh, no! So I forget how it happens, uh, 
but like the jester starts getting sucked into the tornado and loses the broom and the orb once he reclaimed it. So what happens is Dorothy destroys the orb. The jester. The, that's right. He's swinging. He's swinging and doing a spell, and Dorothy just catches it with her hand. That's what happens. Yeah. She stops it with her. She just stops it. She breaks the orb. She throws the broom into the tornado. The jester's like, my baby. And he jumps into the tornado after the broom. And supposedly he's gone. And that's it. That's the end of the battle. Mm -hmm. Everything is back to normal in Oz. And Glenda, all the people who are puppets become normal again. And then Glenda just unceremoniously sends her back to Kansas. Yeah. That was my big note. It was just like, okay, thanks for everything you did. Welcome back. It's been a long time. But it's time for you to go back. Thanks. Thanks for coming. I mean, you and, figure how time works. She could have stayed an extra day and gone back to Kansas, and it would just have been like the next day still, how time works. But yeah, but, but everybody's like, yep, yeah, you've you served, served your, your purpose. purpose. Let's go. <laughs> and she goes back. To, Thanks for everything. Saving yes, us twice. Saving us twice in, in your time, in two, twice in two days. And then she just, she wakes up in a basement? She wakes up in, um, not the basement, but a bunker. It's like because in the in the cellar, cellar. because in the original movie, what happened was everybody got into the cellar, but Dorothy. And in this movie, when she was running from the rainbow, she tripped and she fell into the cellar. This is once again a callback to the first movie. She's in the cellar. She's in the storm cellar because this is Kansas. This girl has been knocked. She's been knocked unconscious. This girl has been knocked unconscious twice. She has been knocked unconscious more times than Marty McFly. She has a concussion in two days. In two days. It took three movies for Marty McFly to get knocked out all those times. She's been unconscious several times in two days. <clears throat> and the thing, the family, going back to the beginning, she woke up in like a dilapidated room with the, the ceiling caved in. Nobody was around her. They didn't protect her. She just woke up. And again, an unconscious girl going to sleep. That's how the mer- movie started. And she's waking back up in the cellar. Again, an unconscious girl. And the parents are like, where'd you go, Dorothy? And she's, I was just in the, you know, and she's running back to go see her family again after saving Oz another time. And then she gets an inkling, I guess the head injury gave her an idea. I guess so. She runs to the shelter in the middle of town and the surveyor there, whoever, you know, insurance investigator, whoever he is, he's buying everybody's land Mm -hmm. at pennies on the dollar. And then we we get this we get this kind of speech where it's like no this is our land we can rebuild it turns out that the insurance guy is a fraud he has a bunch of IDs it doesn't make this is just I, it makes no sense it uh, it doesn't make sense but it's kind of balanced with the jester was like a multi faced you know he wasn't multi faced but he had different costumes and outfits and so I guess that's what they were kind of alluding to is this guy has different identities and they even did like the curtains fell on the jester during the epic battle and the i guess toto knocks over the tent or something yeah. happens and the tent falls on that guy so they tried to has, like and, make yeah, it and the blend. investigator has a short little friend who is obviously a stand-in for the flying monkey and then mm-hmm. the cops just take him away and that's the end of the movie everybody, everybody gets, gets their, their deeds back they and get their deeds back and they tear them <laughs> why would you yeah and 
or it's their contract to sell or something or whatever. But it, yeah, but that's it. That's what happens. And then I guess the post credits is them rebuilding the town together with another horrible song. Let's rebuild together. Let's rebuild together. Let's rebuild together today. And that's it. And that's Return, the Legend of Oz, <laughs> Return of Dorothy. $70 million worth of uh, effort and work went into this is, film. There should be no poor people in this movie, in this world. Because that $70 million could have gone yeah. someplace else other than this movie. This movie has been called one of the worst movies of all time. And I'm not going to go that far. It was a bad movie and it was a dull movie. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah. put it in the category as one of the worst movies. It was a misfire. It was dull. It like I said, it looked good. Martin Short is fun throughout the whole movie. You don't you don't get a lot. You know, mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd, Kelsey Grammer, and Jim Belushi. You don't get a lot of them because, like I said, they're sidelined through a lot of the movie. But it's a terrible movie. It's uh, terrible. And going yeah. back, the, the it's yeah. I don't. I think. Uh... I don't even know, man. I wouldn't put this in a category of completely don't avoid it, but because there's some there's some niceness to it. Maybe watch clips because it's they like you said. There's there's some fun to it. There's some good points to it, but it just you know it's not a good film. It's not a good movie. Just never mind. <laughs> don't watch it. Go go watch, watch the something original else. Wizard of Oz. Do that. <laughs> yeah. There you there you go. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Go watch the original and enjoy a good. Good movie. <laughs> All right, well, where can we find you? Um, after I'm done like thinking about this movie, you can find me at www.will.com at gmail.com. That's my email. Or uh, Instagram gnome on the go with periods in between each. All right, that's it. This has been another episode of uh, the Dad Aykroyd Podcast. Uh, once again, I want to thank Will for uh, sitting through this torture <laughs> with me. And we'll see everybody here next time. <laughs> to support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Some place where there isn't any trouble. Do you suppose there is such a place, Toto? There must be. It's not a place you can get to by a boat or a train. It's far, far away. Behind the moon. Beyond the rain. has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.
bitten. Dirty, possibly rabid. Not you, bitch you. Just throw it to me! No, throw it to me. Hey, back off, or I drop the little dog. 62 degrees north, with a radial arc of 2.5. Please tell me you're calculating how I can eat them! Tin Man, present arm. <laughs> Loading concentric projectiles, trajectory schematic. Thank <laughs> you. 